Unsubmission, L. October 5th, 2022. I'm going to be Mommy's sub. We said the words out loud. Or did we? I wrote them, kind of. She read them, and then covered me with kisses and lots and lots of words, like, this is what I meant, and I needed to see that you could show me. And other stuff, too, like about how wonderful I was, and pretty jewelry, and more words. But I kept listening for the but, the you're not ready for this, the we have to wait, the not yet, baby girl. Yes, I think I was waiting for her to tell me I wasn't ready. I'm waiting for the but, Mommy, I said nervously. Mommy laughed and kissed me again. There are only two butts, she said, and my stomach fell. Your butt and mine, she said. She had to explain the joke. Gaga. Holy shit, I'm going to be Mommy's sub. I think the reason she says I'm ready, I think, is because I've started to see the difference between beauty and poison. Proper BDSM is safe, sane, and consensual, I read, light years ago, back when I wasn't even 30 yet. Back when I saw BDSM for what it could be. Back when I was at the beginning of the most unsafe, insane, and non-consensual BDSM journey I could possibly imagine. Gross. We've had to back up, Mommy and me. Back up, back up, back up. Stop, 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 stop. Break, break, break. Screech. Halt. Retreat. We've had to beat away the scaries and the dementors. We had to carefully navigate the landmine that was me being triggered by every single thing she did or said, because what if she was doing what he had done? I needed to be careful. So I was. I was very careful. I protected myself. I kept myself safe. And Mommy helped. Even when it meant no sex anymore. Even when it meant hours talking about one single sentence. Even when it meant, oh, I don't even know how to describe what the trauma recovery process has been like. She encouraged me to doubt her, to question, to investigate. She said, if you're ever not sure about something, go ask Mistress Me. Tell her what you're worried about, and then look back in the past and ask yourself if you think your fears are valid. Ask yourself what my motives might be, and what reasons I might have to manipulate you or double-cross you. Mommy manipulated me into trusting myself, and once I trusted myself, I could trust her. I trust us now. That's kind of what I said in the thing that I wrote, how implicitly I trust Mommy. Not because I say I do, because I just do. I trust her with my secrets. I trust her with my joys. I trust her with my everything. I trusted him too once upon a time. Fuckface, that is. I trusted him. That's the scary thing about trust. Sometimes people deserve it, and sometimes they don't. There's also such a thing as giving somebody too much power too quickly. I certainly did that. But I didn't know any better. I was a woman in love, and I trusted that love meant the other person wouldn't intentionally hurt me. I know better now. Mommy might hurt me. She could. Anyone can. But she would never, 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 not ever, ever, ever hurt me on purpose. She wouldn't hurt me by accident either, not except for a real accident, a non-preventable accident, a I-weighed-the-risks-and-tried accident, a the-universe-said-it-had-to-happen accident. I know this because Mommy spends her time thinking about how to be better for the people she loves. She can anticipate the accidents because she cares. She's not scared of being wrong. She's not scared of learning. She's well-meaning and she's wise. She's my mommy, and I'm her fairy princess. 
It was my second-to-last diary entry for the dragon years that she read. The dragon years is kind of a misnomer, because I finished the journal in it ten months. I wrote in that entry that I knew I could let go if she were in charge, because Mommy's the wisest of the wise. I know that if I delegate decision-making to her in different contexts, I will not be disappointed. She will do the right thing or figure out a way to get to the right thing from wherever we end up. I will always be better off with her than without her. I can't wait to be Mommy's sub. Last time, it was all about sex and breaking my boundaries. This time, it can be about sex and building the most magnificent happiness palace in the universe. It can be about bringing together a ring of fairy princesses who will love themselves, speak their truth, follow their heart, and never miss the chance to make the world more magical. It can be about intimacies, parties, mundane, shared pain, true growth. I cannot wait to be Mommy's sub. I hope I can be trained to let go on command, to breathe and meditate at the snap of her fingers, to purr and wonder at the universe. I hope she can train me that when she says, To the moon, Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown doesn't even tap the back of my consciousness. I hope she can train me to eliminate... A few hours later... Marisol just came and left. It had been a while since we had hung out, just the two of us. It was nice. She brought wine, and I invented an Alfredo sauce for some bow tie noodles. It was yummy. I guess you can't go wrong with milk and butter. I played her one of the stories I'd written about her on Spotify. I started that last month, recording some of these stories into a podcast on Spotify. I feel famous, even though so far I'm pretty sure nobody even knows that it exists. I had been kind of worried about her reaction. But I relaxed right away after it started, because I could see by her face she was enjoying it. She laughed at all the right places and nodded as she heard her own story unfolding. Yep, that's what happened, she said, and baby girl beamed. She just didn't like the name I picked for her, or the weird way that my voice sounded like me but not me. I love the way my voice sounds like me but not me. We tried to play the game I'm making all my guests play now, of pick a year in Lorelai's life and I'll read you that year's life story. It has been working pretty well as a game. Willow and I have been very much enjoying 14-year-old me going to camp, and 10-year-old me was super endearing the other day with Mommy. Marisol picked 7-year-old me, whose handwriting and choices in spelling were just slightly legible. The problem wasn't the handwriting and spelling, though. The problem was that 7-year-old me had recently read a pick-your-own-adventure story and wanted to replicate it. So baby girl, and now I mean actual baby girl, me when I was 7, started stories leading to nowhere until you realize that they were continued on page 30. Then back to page 2, which is missing, because baby girl renumbered the pages after missing a couple, and now we lost track because it wasn't the most interesting diary in the universe. After that, we tried 32-year-old me, because she's the one who met Marisol. We did, a quick reference to my program. we did find a quick reference to my program and my classmates living in Montreal. Then, 32-year-old me spent approximately 100,000 pages trying to figure out why Master was being a shithead. I guess we can't always have fun with a diary game. I helped Marisol find people on field instead. I didn't tell her about Mommy yet. I want to feel it in my bones before I start saying it out loud. It's time for bed now, but I'm glad to be back. Two and a half weeks without writing felt very, very wrong. Take care, dear friends. See you soon. Love. Lorelai. <laughs>